everyone. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Alea, and welcome to Whitman So White, a platform to share by POC voices and tell our stories. This week, we wanted to talk about the recent Supreme Court seating of Amy Comey Barrett and some of the concerns and complexities about it. Um, so we wanted to start off with a little bit of background information. Um, so taking you back to the very dreadful 2016, there was an opportunity to sit another Supreme Court justice. Um, so President then-President Obama nominated um, Merrick Garland to fill the seat of um, late um, Justice Antonin Scalia, and so he was nominated but not could not follow through with the official appointment um, because of pushback from Republicans, particularly, with no surprise, Mitch McConnell. Um, so basically when this, this was happening, NPR covered it and said, quote, but even before Obama had named Garland and in fact, only hours after Scalia's death was announced, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell declared any appointment by the sitting president to be null and void. He said the next Supreme Court justice should be chosen by the next president to be elected later that year, end quote. Um, so with, I guess, connected to the given context, it's a bit... I mean, ironic to hear that, um, especially because uh, Merrick Garland was nominated in March of the election year and Amy Coney Barrett was only recently nominated and appointed. Um, and so I would also maybe some people, some of our listeners have listened to this um, accountability kind of thing with uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, but he was quoted um, and told like the American people to hold him accountable um, if this were to happen in another um, election, and because it has happened, there's kind of this backlash of like, oh, like, were you not supposed to like express some form of loyalty? There's an expectation that the Republicans would have honored the fact that appointing a justice so close to the election is not okay, because at this point, there have been already so many Americans who voted. And so, you know, the expectation is for whoever the next president is, whether that's Biden or Trump, to be able to nominate another justice and appoint another justice. Um, but we can see that there was more of a party loyalty um, rather than loyalty to the American people. And so this also points to other problems within the system um, because basically in Obama won the popular vote twice um, for both of his terms, and Trump did not, and appointed three Supreme Court justices. And so basically sort of this poses the question of what does this say about the legitimacy and fairness of the Supreme Court of, like, the United States? And there's sort of this feeling that, that like, the American people deserve better and that they should be able to choose through their election like through electing people to office who then appoint these people that they deserve to have their voices heard through that election process um and then it also sort of brings up this question of like why do people's rights and well-beings need to be dependent on one person um like ruth bader ginsburg couldn't pass in peace and because she was trying to hold 
literally the nation together and her death was like talked about constantly over the past few years. So um, according to Robert Reich, who is currently a professor at UC Berkeley and was former Secretary of Labor, he wrote on Twitter, um, quote, when Barrett joins the court, five of the nine justices will have been appointed by presidents who lost the popular vote. The Republican senators who will vote for her represent 15 million fewer Americans than their Democratic colleagues. So how is this representative? End quote. And so I think this also does point to the fact of like, we need to abolish the electoral college one. Um, there's a desperate need for this and also to get rid of this like two party system um, is also like a key player. And I guess, honestly, just like preserving our idea of what an American democracy should be like, because I mean, when you really think about it, we don't really have one of those as much as um, the United States likes to tote it globally it's not really a true democracy um so obviously we have a new supreme court justice which is amy coney barrett um who was i think seated just a couple days ago um and basically her background is that she's 48 years old the youngest uh person who's on the supreme court right now and this is obviously dangerous because that seat is a lifelong appointment Some other background information was that she was a former judge on the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Chicago. Um, she had been a federal judge for three years. Um, um, yeah, and basically Barrett, like Scalia, who um, President Obama was trying, former President Obama was trying to replace, um, is seen as an originalist or textualist, which basically is a philosophy that looks strictly at the text of the Constitution or statute and tries to apply original intention from the framers of the Constitution. And that um, information comes from NPR. So what are people so afraid of with this Supreme Court justice um, appointment? Um, one question that a lot of people have is, will Roe v. Wade be overturned? And of course, this is the case, the landmark case that made abortion illegal in the United States. So um, we already know, like, people's right to an abortion is will be in question. But also we know that um, reproductive health care disproportionately benefits white women more than by POC or LGBTQIA folk. Um, so. This is like a general concern because we know that even if a, a abortion was made illegal, you know, these rich white women will still get them. Um, it's not really about like whether it's legal or not. Like if you make it illegal, it's not like people are not going to have abortions. It's just that they're not going to have them safely. And so that should be the number one concern on people's minds right now. Um, and if, if it's not, going to happen now with Amy Comey Barrett, it's still a thing at risk um, for future appointments. Something else that is on the table right now is the Will Obergefell versus Hodges, um, which is basically, like, since this name is, like, a little less known, is basically the right to same-sex marriage under the law. Um, and Amy Coney Barrett, I think, has been pretty upfront about her um, 
non-support of same-sex marriage. And I think it's pretty ironic because the Pope literally just came out with a statement saying that they were, you know, on board um, with (laughs) basically people having the right to be married, no matter um, if it's a hetero or, or homosexual couple. And yeah, I think that's something else that people are really concerned about. I think there was this, like, when she had her, like, hearing with other, like, legislators, there was, like, she was asked about something, and she she toted, like, um, LGBTQIA folk as, like, having, like, a sexual preference, and that was, like, totally slammed by um, another legislator who was, like, I mean, obviously, you're making your stance clear because you think that, you know, having like your sexuality is a preference or being trans is like a preference. Um, so that's like concerning. And so it's really not a hate because she's conservative. It's because she, she's very obvious in her views as much as she didn't want to answer any of the questions that she was given. She's very obvious in her beliefs. Um, and so I think most importantly, not maybe not most importantly, but most concerningly, if that's a word, she was asked to name the different components of the First Amendment, and she couldn't do that. I think she named, she missed one of them. And so maybe this is like, oh, like a minor thing, like she just forgot one. But like, I mean, like when people are tested, like the citizenship test, they're asked this question. And so if someone who's trying to become a U.S. citizen has to know this, then why doesn't the person who's going to sit on the Supreme Court for the rest of their life not know this question, the answer to this question? And then basically, like, yeah, I support everything Jasmine just said, but (laughs) basically, historically, like, people in office, especially in the executive branch, don't care how much you know about the Constitution or other things that may, like, test your American loyalty or how much you know about the U.S. and its history, and it sort of basically just matters um, to be appointed to office if you're white and can help accomplish the agenda of of that administration, and I think it really goes to show how much people like in office prioritize their political agendas over the like well-being of the American people and whether that be immigrants, refugees, whatever, people who were born here. Um, Yeah, it's just this like double standard of people who have so much power aren't held to the same, um, yeah, aren't held to the same standard as people who literally just want to have a safe place to live. So since we have this background down and who this woman is, what are the possibilities, um, what are the possibilities after, um, after I guess the election, what are some things that could happen? And we're we're really proposing this if we have a Biden presidency, and some of these even include like if we have a Biden presidency and we have a Democratic Senate, which we know we're asking for too much, but fingers crossed. Um, one of the things that's often talked about, and it's like um, maybe overused vocabulary, is court packing, and I think it it's not it's not an easy thing to do. It's not like Joe Biden can go into office and then 
asked to put like 20 more Supreme Court justices, all liberal, and then call it a day. Um, so as much as he hasn't been honest about whether this is his intention, um, I don't think it's going to be likely to happen. Um, it w I think he'd be lucky to even put like an additional two or three justices. Um, and this would only happen if there was a Democratic Senate to kind of push this through. Um, and then speaking of that, um, journalist Alexander Hefner came to, uh, to do a talk virtually um, to for Whitman last week. And so he made this like kind of proposal um, that um, should Biden win the presidency, he should add one justice to make it a total of 10. Um, and this would be or serve as sort of like a warning to Republicans because obviously, like we said before, they were kind of playing this game. Like we expect the Republicans to have some sort of loyalty to the election and letting the American people choose um, the president to nominate the next justice. And so it's kind of like giving into this game of this very partisan game. In an ideal future, it is basically some people's hopes that we would um, sort of abolish the Supreme Court justice system or, you know, sort of in some capacity make it more democratic. Um, one way to make it more democratic would be possibly to have a rule that says no more than five representatives would be appointed by one party. Um, another way would possibly not be not having these justices serve for, for um, on the court for life. And which I think personally is totally ridiculous because Amy Coney Barrett is 48 years old, probably going to live another 35, 40 years at least. Like by the time she dies, I'm literally going to be, how old am I going to be? I'm going to be almost in my 60s. Um, which is absolutely crazy. And I don't feel like one person should have that long of a position that literally changes people's lives. Um, especially me being a woman and having Roe v. Wade on the table right now, um, for the next, however long she is sitting on the Supreme Court. Um, however, changing this policy that justices serve court for life um, is way harder to accomplish because it's basically written in the Constitution um, that that's the policy for that system. This also reminds me of when she was asked those not so difficult questions, but she couldn't answer any of them. Like one of the, she like every time she was asked a question, she was like, "Oh, like I I can't answer that because like." this is a very like heated issue and I don't want to like give into that conversation as a judge. And so basically all she made clear was that Brown v. Board was super precedent as a case. And that's it. The rest of it, like she was asked by Cory Booker, how do you feel about children being separated from their parents? This is a very heated discussion. And I don't want to give an opinion on this as a judge. Like, very concerning. You know nothing about this woman. And I think it was a very smart tactic by her, an evil tactic by her, but very smart to not answer any of these things. I guess maybe to calm down people, but we all know the truth. Let's be honest with ourselves about who this person is. 
Um, and so now we're going to move on to some rainbow and butterfly talk because we know that the election um, is coming up and actually it will be the day after we release this episode. And so we just wanted to give a reminder to all of our listeners to take care of yourselves and um, skip class if you need to go vote. I say this with complete confidence. I know Alea um, says the same. And um, or just skip and not attend class for one day just for mental health reasons. I think that's totally valid as well. We also just wanted to sort of give our thoughts on the election day process of counting votes. Um, we've been talking to a lot of our friends about this, and we just sort of wanted to give our two cents. Um, we wanted to remind people that most of the first votes that will be counted um, on and right after election day are the person the, are the votes that people um, did in person. Um, and this is likely going to make it seem that Trump is going to win the presidency um, because most Republicans and Trump supporters will be voting in person. Um, but the mail-in votes will take longer to count. So we just wanted to remind you that it's really easy to psych yourself out with those numbers coming in. Um, but just keep a reminder that the mail-in ballots will still be counted and like this decision might not totally be set for another month or so. Um, yeah, given this sort of wellness check, like I think it's important to take care of yourself um, during such a strenuous and sort of like horrible semester all around, but also with so much on the table with this election. And I think like secondarily, right after talking about the Supreme Court Justice nominee, Amy Coney Barrett, who is sort of being the decider in a lot of things that affect, like disproportionately affect by POC and queer people and like all of these vulnerable groups, is that like, like while taking care of yourself, like these are things that affect people and their lives. And so it's like, I don't know, try to find a balance between keeping, like, still having these discussions um, and also, like, checking in with how you're doing. So that's all that we have for you today. We hope that this episode left you with something to think about, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Whitman So White. Lastly, none of the time and energy we spend on Whitman So White is being financially supported. If you can or would like to pay us for our time and voice, see our Instagram page for our payment options. All guests on Whitman So White in general will have their payment options on our Instagram post. So go follow our Instagram at Whitman So White. Pay up, open your purse, and take care of yourself, please. Thank you. Mic drop. <laughs>